You're listening to sermons from St. Macarios the Great, Orthodox Mission in Hyde Park. Started a sermon series last week on the theme of God is with us. Looking at the prophecies contained in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 7, 9, and 11. And one of the high points of the Nativity services at Great Compline on the eve of the Nativity. We sing towards the beginning of that service these words from Isaiah chapter 8 and 9. The very famous hymn, God is with us, understand all ye nations, submit yourselves, for God is with us. And then the choir sings while the reader chants the verses of the prophecy of Isaiah. And it culminates, it climaxes with the section I want to look at today. Culminates with these lines, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, the government will be upon his shoulders, his name will be called the angel of great counsel, wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Wonderful promise from the prophet Isaiah. We talked last week about the great threat of the Assyrian Empire when these words were originally spoken in the 8th century. Tiglath Pileser, this great conqueror, who is going to sweep all the coastal kingdoms of Palestine. And God came to Ahaz and told him this promise. He said, trust in God. God is with us. But of course, Ahaz, being one of the wicked kings of Judah, did not listen to the prophet. Instead, he made an alliance with Assyria against his northern neighbors who were trying to depose him. And so, he faced the repercussions of this. This was the ultimate cause of his downfall. Because it brought him under economic pressure to the Assyrians. He had to pay great amounts of tribute to them every year, but also it brought idolatry and the worship of foreign gods to Israel. And the presence of that Assyrian threat is described by the prophet here using two images. Darkness and oppression. Darkness and subjugation. Fitting that it would be darkness, after all, we're in the darkest time of year for us to have very early sunset these days and the shortest days of our year. And it says in Isaiah chapter 8, they will look to the earth and they will see trouble and darkness, gloom and anguish, and they will be driven into darkness. And yet, in the midst of this, the prophet Isaiah will give this word of hope 
and it's specifically to the people who were most impacted by this darkness and depression. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the shadow of the land of death, upon them a light has shined. In the place of darkness, God brings light. In the place of oppression, God brings relief. He breaks the rod of the oppressor. And how is this accomplished? Through a little infant child, small day, innocent, helpless, blind to us. This child is born unto us, the son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he's given several names. And names are important in the Bible. Names mean something. You don't always choose names in our society because of their meaning, although some people do, I know. My son Irenaeus, his name means peaceful. My son Zephaniah, his name means God's hidden treasure. Lucia means light. Now, names have significance. They're sort of connected to the personality and character of the individuals in the Bible. Abraham is father of a multitude. Isaiah means Yahweh saves. Names mean something. And this child who is born to us is given several names. Wonderful counselor. You need to think of counselors in terms of therapy. In our modern year, when we hear that word, but of course, there's another type of counselor, one who gives counsel, one who offers counsel. For instance, David, surrounded by his counselors, or our own president, who has many advisors and counselors who offer Wisdom in situations. So this child is a wonderful counselor, offering us wisdom, counsel that leads to God. This child is the mighty God. Another way of translating this would be God hero or God strong man. God with us. The one who is the mighty God is with us. The one who can defeat sin and death and conquer the enemies. He is everlasting Father. This one might seem a little bit strange for us since we know God the Father in the Holy Trinity and Christ the Son. But there's a different way that we can understand the meaning of Father. Father is to be the source of something, the progenitor. So this child will be the father, the source of life, of eternal life. Father of the world to come, as some other places translate. Father of that life of the age to come, the source of that life. And finally, the prince of peace, the one who will bring peace 
peace between ourselves and God, peace between one another, and peace with our world. The one who brings peace. And it says of this child, of the increase of his government and his peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David, over his kingdom, to order it, establish it with judgment and justice. Or another way of saying that, with justice and righteousness. From this time forward and even forever. So the promise of this child. God with us is the promise of the kingdom of God, the reign of God, that will increase so God has put all of his enemies under his feet. That will increase and bring justice, righteousness, that will bring peace. And last, from this time and forever, the prophet Isaiah gives a vision elsewhere of this kingdom. He says in the chapter 2 of Isaiah, the very famous lines, Now it shall come to pass in the latter day, meaning the time of the Messiah, the time when God has come amongst us, when God is with us, when Christ, this child, is born. It will come to pass in those days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountain and shall be exalted above all hills and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his path. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And then he will judge among the nations and rebuke many peoples, and they will beat their swords into plowshares, their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nations, and neither shall they learn war anymore. This great vision of peace. This is this is the hope of the kingdom of God. This is our vision that we and the whole world are groaning in birth pains as it comes forth. And yet, it already can exist here amongst us. can already experience that peace in our own hearts. can already experience that right relationship with ourselves and God, with ourselves and one another, with ourselves and this planet, the world that we live in, our neighborhood, our ecosystem. And so the prophet says, the one thing for us to do, the last verse of this great promise of the kingdom, O house of Jacob, come Come, let us walk in the light of the Lord. 
We meditate on this hope of the reign of God brought in this infant child, this helpless child, brought in our Lord Jesus Christ, this nativity. If we focus on this hope of the peace and justice of the kingdom of God, let's also remember the words of Isaiah, that for us, the task is to come, walk in the light of the Lord, join us in that vision of the kingdom, find it within our own hearts, within our own minds, and share it with the world this evening. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.